Hey everybody, welcome back to the Real Chair Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Mission for Mobility. Now today's episode is a special collaboration episode with not only new team members from Mission for Mobility, but also the Arcadia Civic Youth Council, and we're so excited to introduce you to them today. Now before we get started, make sure to follow us at Mission for Mobility on Instagram, as well as follow us on Spotify and RSS to ensure that you're getting the brand new updates of Mission for Mobility and the wheelchair. Now, let's get real. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to the Realtor Podcast. My name is Jada Yang from Mission for Mobility, a youth-led initiative empowering the voices of disabled students and allies. Today, for a special collaboration episode, we have not one, not two, but three very special guests we're so excited to introduce to you today. Firstly, we have Jared Yang, the Vice President and Director of Outreach of Mission for Mobility. Hi, everybody. Next, we have Ashley Lim, the Secretary of Arcadia Civic Youth Council. Hello. And then finally, we have Kai Rowe, the vice chair also from the Arcadia Civic Youth Council. Hello. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Youth Council, it's a service and advocacy organization founded to encourage youth to be engaged in their community. And they reached out to us to start a Disability Pride Month campaign, and we're super excited to have all three of you on the wheelchair. Yay. Um, so I'm... Because of this is a special collaboration episode, I'm actually not going to be the host for today's episode. So I'm so glad to turn it over to our friends at the Arcadia Civic Youth Council to take off this episode. Hi everyone. So today we've conducted a forum to just survey the youth and ask them about their knowledge regarding disabilities, what they want to see more, and some questions that they have. So the first question that we asked was what do they know about disabilities and what does it mean for someone to have a disability just to sort of see what uh, the general public knows right now. So one of the responses that we received was that someone wrote quote unquote disability is not ideal to have. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like problematic about this and how can they better their response? Well, this is a kind of, for me personally, this is a controversial question because obviously having being an able-bodied person could be great in a lot of different senses, but also having a disability, a lot of people don't realize that it's a human experience. Um, And some of the responses that we've read off camera, um, a lot of people referred to having a disability as being a wrong thing or something that needs to be fixed or an issue that needs to be solved. But what a lot of people don't understand is that it's not only a spectrum, but it can vary in degrees. And so when we take that into consideration, it opens a whole door of so many people that can be affected by a disability. Um, for me personally, how I would kind of maybe fix this answer is like a disability is some it's just an experience that each and I like everyone can have. And like because it's a part of how we self-identify or a part of our experiences, it shouldn't be something to like, I guess, rewrite. Like for me being Asian, if I come up to another Asian person and I'm like, it's wrong for you to be Asian, you need to fix this. Right? It's not ideal to have like you know, that type of ideology, but it's that awareness that Mission for Mobility kind of advocates for that we like to really shift the narrative. I don't know if, Jared, you have anything to add? Kind of to add on to that, like, living with someone that has a disability as um, Jada's twin brother, I think that each and every day I see that having a disability isn't something to be ashamed of. It's more something that is, like, an experience that everyone around you can also learn from. Like... In the 17 years I've been living with Jada, I've seen how much she's been fighting to really like make the most out of each and every day. And even with a disability, she still does things that the rest of us can do and still like makes the most out of every day. 
Right. So, yeah, we definitely agree with that. Um, and also, you mentioned like how disability exists on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So we also received like an answer that talks about this. They said that disability exists on a spectrum on a physical and psychological level and said that a person with a disability may experience certain challenges with everyday life compared to a standard normal level of health and functionality. What would you say is like possibly like, would there be a problem with this answer? Um, nope, not at all. Like personally for me, um, I definitely agree that it exists on a spectrum. One of the things that um, I kind of lead on with when we're talking about disabilities is like a lot of people think of it as a cookie cutter definition where it has to be like one certain thing or like no one else is disabled. For me personally, who can walk without a mobility device, um, I consider myself to be a part of that spectrum, like that rare gray area where I can walk like and function, but also at the same time, it's hard for me to do other certain tasks. And so for some other people, it might be more severe, but for some others, it can be just as simple as like not being able to jump and run. Um, I would love to turn it back to you guys. Do you guys see anything, I guess, potentially problematic with this problem or answer? You? Not really. Um, I just, I thought, I thought it was really interesting how they like put it on a spectrum though, because I feel like that also gives a lot of perspective to it. Because it's like, like you said, it's not like a cookie cutter definition, but a lot of people tend to put it into one category, whereas like, we're, you should all be evaluated as equal human beings. Like, it's not anything different. It's just everyone's different in their own ways, too. Like a disability is nothing different from that. Yeah, I definitely add on to that by saying like, there's another uh, answer that completely exemplifies what I feel on this, which is just disability does not mean inability, right? Yeah. And so this shows that like you could still be disabled, but still accomplish the same things as everyone else, still do all the same things, still invent, still be as successful, right? Mm -hmm. And again, all that comes back to being on a spectrum and all that uh, is just maybe needing a little bit of help using that spectrum. Exactly, totally agree. Yeah, and so we also asked some questions just how often you taught about disabilities slash disabled people in school, and that was just on a scale of one to 10, as well as how often you see disabled people in media or TV or just anything like digital or newspapers or things like that. And that was also on a scale from one to 10. And we calculated it, and currently the average uh, number for how often people are taught about disabled people in school was pretty low, actually. It was a three out of 10. And so we just wanted to turn it back to you guys and ask, why do you think it's so low? Why do you think people feel they aren't talking about disabled people while in school? Mm -hmm. um, personally, for me, I've only seen it like one to three times. And in those kind of few instances where we do kind of see it come to light, it's only focusing on a figure or like one historical event. The thing that we, I think we definitely lack, and actually my school does a really great job of highlighting these types of things, but an area they can improve upon is really giving those types of experiences. In literature especially, we don't necessarily see exactly their thought process and the day-to-day -day by like experience. Whether we see it in like history or like English, we may only just see one prominent figure and say, hey, they just happen to have this. They, we don't go into exactly the experience, and so that's where kind of the awareness side of things lacks. Mm -hmm. Personally, for me, I don't know if you have any other thoughts, Jared. I totally, I totally agree with what you just said. Um, I know that in a couple of classes that I've taken, and like a couple of like summer things that I've been a part of, I hear about like mental disabilities, kind of like like autism, PTSD, those sort of things. 
so like disabilities like as a general aspect are still talked about somewhat but I definitely think that if there's room to it could be talked about more yeah so what would you like to see added into the curriculum to better students awareness of disabilities like what are some things that can be like feasibly like integrated into the school system so actually I'm really glad you brought this up I recently I guess it came to my attention that like there's classes on disability studies in colleges and so what they talk about is not only the disability history but how people with disabilities like how they play out in health policy how they play out in equity and policies and it's a really interdisciplinary course and so what i would love to see is not only how on the english or literature side of level how they can be represented with their stories how they can have a platform but also personally for me just try to figure out my personal role in kind of the society that we live in because unless we learn about that from the foundational levels of our education when we grow up to like work in the real world we won't be able to work with people that are actually like literally in the real world um that's personally what i i love to see more disability history um, there's a lot of historical events that just kind of get swept under the rug, and unfortunately, like people's stories are not being as heard. Um, that's kind of like my big three things, but I don't know if you like you all had anything else to add. Well, I was just gonna ask how you think, or how feasible would you think to be able to put this information into curriculum, specifically like high school curriculum, just implement that more so that people can learn more about this before they have to go into college. I think it's easy because, like, California is implementing their, like, ethnic studies requirement in high school. And I think sometimes that's really great. But because we limit our definition of diversity, different stories get lost along the way. Um, personally, for me, in my own experience, I haven't seen a lot of um, education on LGBTQ plus groups, obviously the, the disabled community, as well as indigenous populations. And so when we say that we prioritize diversity in our like workplaces, adding in other groups to make sure look, intersectionality isn't lost, everyone else's stories isn't lost, that would be extremely like helpful. And since we're already making progress at it now, I don't think there should be an issue in making progress later on. Yeah, at our school, we recently like got a new elective, AAPI. Is that what uh, it is? Asian American Studies. Oh, That's Asian great. American Studies. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like given that like so many like new things are being added, I definitely think it's like feasible to add in like disability studies because, yeah, I do agree that like I, like even I barely hear about any history regarding disabilities and. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a really good sense of awareness to add into school systems. If I can add on to that, like, I think one of the major things on why we lack it is because of awareness. Like, it just so happens that I'm really hyperfixated on it, and just so happens that I'm aware of it, but in the events, and I think Jerry can definitely speak on this as well, when we've gone to do things for our local community, we're kind of met with, like, skepticism and, like, kind of backlash because people aren't really prepared for it. And so if we're just aware that these things exist, then I think it can come over time, but yeah. I don't know if you want to add on to Well, I mean, you did kind of speak about like the whole community. Um, like when you try to give back to them and kind of educate them, they kind of bring back some skepticism. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with that. And at least for La Cunada, like our, our high school, we're really focused on like diversity, equity, and inclusion with multicultural fairs like 
speakers coming in. And I definitely think that if there's all these speakers coming in and all these different events to promote multicultural, different like equity things, that disability advocacy could definitely get mixed in there. Like either like a speaker come in or just like something to educate people just to get like the students and the faculty to kind of understand like what some people have to go through. Yeah, and going on to our second, basically just like number question, ranking question. When we asked people, how often do they see others that are disabled in media, TV, etc.? On a scale of one to 10, the average was about 5.1 actually, which was fairly high to me, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't 100% sure if these representations were truly like good representations or not, or if they were very much like character stereotypes, things like that. Yeah. And I do agree that we need more representation and that we need better representation. And I just wanted to turn it over to everyone else to ask how we think we can do that. Well, I'm really happy that it's a five. Um, growing up, personally, it was like a zero. <laughs> um, so there's definitely been some progress in the past 10, 15 years. And I'm super excited that I was witnessing it, like growing up now. Um, I think one of the major things that I see is like kids with either or characters with either a wheelchair or like highlighting mental health issues or mental health disorders. And I think those are extremely great. However, like beyond that, there's a whole lot of other like different types of things. Like I think one of the other questions that we can do with later is like so, someone asked like what are the most common disabilities and like when we only focus on one of the most common, like, for example, literally in the Barbie movie, there was one instance of just, like, a person in a wheelchair, and they called it a day. Like, I, <laughs> it's kind of awkward, but I think that the fact that they're putting it in is great. It's just, like, you kind of have to go deeper. That's, like, my one thing. Right, so we interviewed um, someone um, that filled out the form and we asked more about this question about like, do they think that people with disabilities are presented in a positive or negative light in pop culture and media? And they said that um, they're, like in the past like three to five years, there's been more positive representation that's not explicitly negative, but it's still not fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we asked further, um, how would they like to see it, um, like how, to, to see disabled people depicted in media, like improvements they'd like to see. And they said that they would like to see like having disabled characters more present, but mm-hmm. also like I wanted to hear your opinion on this because they said that if it was a recurring character and how much detail you can show in their everyday life, they said they wanted a more earnest representation, but they also said that like it, as long as there's just someone there coexisting equally with everyone else, just like just being there, would you also say that that's something that would be beneficial? I mean, uh, it's kind of like a different, like for me personally, it both work, um, it's better than nothing, I will say. Um, you know, one of the TV shows I ended up binge watching and it was a very unhealthy binge watch. It's called special on Netflix. I don't know if they still have it on there, but it definitely, like in the first five minutes, I just started sobbing because it was like a direct representation and the main character was disabled and had the same disability as me. So I think it's great that if you have a recurring character that you get to dive into like their specific mindset, you get to follow them along this like journey of whatever show that's going on. You get to see definitely the perspective. Um, but if someone just happens to be in a wheelchair right next to someone, 
that works for me too. Um, however, like again, it a lot of like media focuses only on the physical aspect of things, and so for emotional, um, cognitive, and other like, for example, like hidden disabilities, then kind of like there would be more representation needed on that aspect of things. But yeah, and so we also asked again on this form that uh, if any of our former respondees would have any questions to ask you guys just about being disabled. And a lot of them really just focused on the day-to-day lives and the aspect of that and just wanted to know more and more about how people with disabilities have to live their lives and just make the complications or the things that happen just along the way. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the only disabled person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have to answer this one. Um, it's different for every single individual, but there's a lot of universal experiences. Um, personally for me, I use a, actually Ashley's seen me, uh, I use an e-scooter. And so a lot of the times when I'm in public, a lot of people are like, oh, you'll get better soon. I'm like, I can't really get better. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of a permanent thing. Or they're like, oh, what happened? And then I'm like, oh, well, I was born. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, I was just born. Um, so... Definitely, I've been a brunt of a lot of assumptions, and they're not bad at all. Like, it, they're, it's just, like, random people being nice. But at the same time, it just kind of, like, makes me feel, oh, well, like, I can't get better. Or, like, I can't be as normal. Um, besides, like, being in public and, like, having other interactions, internally, it's a lot. Like, um, you know, like, when there's school dances, personally, I can't wear high heels. Like, I will literally, I will not only break my own ankles, I will break someone else's ankles. Like, it's a danger to have me on high heels. But my friends, when we're at school dances, they all have them, right? And so they're like, oh, you're short because you're not wearing it. It's just like, oh, great. I can't wear, like, I can't wear high heels. So it's just like kind of, I guess, I've definitely learned how to adapt. And I've definitely learned that, like, at the end of the day, I can't run from my past, but I can make my past worth it. It's the awareness and compassion part of our mission that when we listen to others' experiences, that's what helps the most. Because, like, I guess going day by day, if people don't understand your experiences, nothing gets done. So I guess if, like, my one message comes out of, like, this little podcast, it's just, like, to listen to others. Because, yeah. It's not very fun to deal with things by yourself. I mean, living with someone that has a disability, I definitely see, like, a lot of things that are different, but I also see, like, a lot of things that are similar to, like, what I do. Like, if Jada wanted to, she could drive, but she's <laughs> she's too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jada can... She can walk around a shopping mall for three and a half hours and not get tired. It's a superpower. She, it is. she can do a lot of different things, but one of the things that's really different is just kind of like her mindset going into certain things. Like, especially um, since I'm an athlete, her seeing like a lot of my games and stuff definitely like changes her mindset a little bit. Like, almost as if she's like, it's like it's like she's proud of me but at the same time she wishes she was out there oh yeah so that's kind of like i live through jared (laughs) 
It's kind of like kind of like how her life's different. Yeah. yeah, you know the one thing that I did realize as Jared was talking is I've gone through a lot of therapy. Like no joke, I would lose so much weight because I would do like three week intensive six hours a day just to like be normal, right? And so one of the thing, like literally, I have like superpowers because I literally like. I genuinely think I'm stronger than Jared. We were working out once in a hotel gym, and I genuinely think I have, like, I'm stronger than Jared on, like, the little lifty thingy. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, like, honestly, if you, the experience with a disability, you learn a lot that not a lot of people would know. Like, honestly, it's definitely given me a sense of, like, hard work. Like, yeah. I know what to do. Um... I don't know. You know especially like, because, like, I like I compete with you for speech and debate, <laughs> and I see you like walk around like all the school camp, like the college campuses we go to. They're pretty big, mm-hmm. but you have to like walk around. And tournaments go anywhere from like twelve to fifteen hours, so it's like yeah. ridiculous. Like it's like it's crazy. Like tournaments are so like, but then like you never show like any sign of fatigue by the end of the day. Like always so energetic, and then like telling us about your rounds. <laughs> I get to yeah. speed around on my little knee scooter. It's so great. Yeah. And do you think people can just take away that adaptability, that seeing the positive, that being able to change according to your environment and get through the day and have that superpower? Do you think people can just like take away lessons from that, learn, and just become more improved in their lives and just become better? Yeah, I think like one of the greatest things that I've learned is that our experiences shape our viewpoints. So, like, for me, at a very young age, I just, like, I was just hyper, I get hyper-focused on, like, trying to do things. Because I was so, I, I was like, I want to do this, let's do it, right? So, obviously, my work ethic is a little weird. <laughs> I can only do one thing at a time. But, like, uh, what a lot of people realize is, like, our, what's the word? Like, a lot of people see disability as a tragedy, Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't focus on the other, like, they don't focus on how someone is feeling. They're focused on how they're doing. Um, like, I think one of the things that people can work on is understanding the adaptability that comes around it. But also, when we focus on that adaptability, not seeing it as an inspiration, but seeing it as just an experience. Because mm-hmm. we're not there to inspire or teach someone. We're just living day by day. But what we're living is real and understanding that can i guess it can be inspiring but like that's really weird (laughs) like if i'm like i i'm inspired by you because you're asian like that's so it's a little weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um there i don't know um like this one instance i had with someone their kid their this mom came up to me and they were like hey like can you teach my kid like something and i was just like what? <laughs> yeah, because they saw me with my new screen. They're like, oh, like, how does this work? And, like, that's really great. But also, I'm just trying to do my thing, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I've had, I definitely, like, I use all my little stories in AGDs, <laughs> which are, like, speech introductions. And so, I don't know. Like, that's a really interesting question. I think people can learn, but they can learn better.